In IVF, there is a fear that everyone has. What if I don't get embryos so I can get pregnant? But then there are those who get embryos and there is another fear. What if I have too many embryos and what do I do with the rest of them? Now today, we're going to talk about what to do to prevent too many embryos from being made. And then in a future episode, we're going to talk about what do you do if you have too many embryos. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. Now, for some of us, there is no such thing as too many embryos. We want big families, and so the more the merrier. But for other people, they don't want a lot of kids. They might only want one or two. And whether it's religious, ethical, whatever the reason, they do not feel comfortable with taking their embryos and discarding them. So let's take a step back for a second to understand why there can even be a concern. When you go through IVF, one of the most difficult things is what's called attrition rate, which is when you start with so many eggs and then you end up with so many embryos. And that attrition rate can be as high as 25%, meaning if you start with 20 eggs, you may only end up with five embryos. The problem is this is not consistent all the time. There are some people who get 10 eggs and get 10 embryos. There are other people who get 20 eggs and get one embryo. And so one of the issues we run into is that most people just fertilize all their eggs, meaning all the eggs are put with sperm to make embryos, and then they just hope to see what they get. Now, if you're one of those people who have too many embryos, you have options. Those options are number one, you could discard those embryos. Option two, You could donate those embryos to someone. Now, when it comes to discarding, you can discard either through research or through ethical means of certain ways they discard. And when it comes to donations, there are organizations you can send to or you can find someone to donate to. There is another option, which are called compassionate transfers, where you can transfer embryos where they have a very tiny chance of working, but statistically won't work. And so at least then you're not discarding the embryo, but you are still giving it somewhat of a chance. Not every clinic does this, and so it's important to talk to your clinic to find out if they do. At our clinic, we have chosen not to do compassionate transfers, but if anyone wanted to do it, we would then transfer their embryos to a clinic that does. Now, for some people, those are not good options, and they need to prevent making extra embryos. So the question is, how do you do that? One of the simplest options would be is to just not make a lot of eggs. And so you can do a smaller cycle and not make as many eggs. And then that way you have fewer to fertilize. The problem is with this is that IVF is not cheap. And so if you're already doing it, you probably don't want to make a few amount of eggs. You want to make more. And so another option would be is to go through the regular IVF cycle but only put the sperm with certain eggs. That way, you aren't making too many embryos, but you also have the eggs frozen for future use. So if for some reason you don't get enough embryos and you need more, 
you don't have to go through the whole IVF process again. Now, what I can tell you is this almost never turns out good, meaning almost every time I've seen someone selectively fertilize a certain amount of eggs, it ends up not going well. I can honestly say most of the time it comes out as a bad outcome more than a good outcome. And that's because when people do this selective insemination of the eggs, they usually want very few embryos. And so the problem is there's so much variability in fertilization. And remember, no one can control that. Your clinic can't control that. You can't control that. All they can do is make sure the sperm gets with the egg. But there is no way that they can make it fertilized normal. And so the problem is, is that you can end up with nothing. And then now you have to go through that process of thawing those eggs. And again, that can be expensive. One caveat that many people may not be aware of is that if you want selective insemination, you have to do ICSI. That means injecting the sperm in the egg. And that's because you need to know which eggs are mature and which ones are not. So you know which ones to fertilize. If you just went and guessed and said, well, half of them we're going to put with sperm and half of them we're going to freeze, you can end up stripping the, the other half that you were going to freeze and find out they were all mature and then find out the next day that all the ones you put with sperm were immature. So the only way you can really selectively pick how many eggs you want to fertilize, you need to use ICSI because you have to strip them and find out which ones are mature and which ones are not mature. Now, regardless of my experience with patients and seeing them selectively inseminate eggs and what the outcomes have been, if you want to do this, that is perfectly fine. And what I want to talk about is how do you figure out how many eggs to fertilize? So the most obvious thing would be if you only want one embryo, then you can only fertilize one egg. But in reality, that's just not how it goes. No one really gets one egg, one embryo. And so you want to go backwards from the point of trying to get pregnant to figure this out. So for example, if you wanted two kids and let's say 66% of the DNA should be normal in a woman, let's say, who's, you know, in their, like 35, 36, then you would say, okay, I would need three embryos to have two genetically normal. And to have three blastocysts, which is what you would have to be tested, you would have to at least start with six embryos after fertilization. And to get six embryos, you would have to fertilize nine eggs. Now, the question is, how did I come up with needing nine eggs at age 35 to be able to come away with two euploid embryos? Well, what I'm doing is I'm using the statistics of things like fertilization, things like blastulation, and the chances of the embryos being euploid. So in that situation, if we go now instead of backwards but forwards, if you start with fertilization, 70% should fertilize with ICSI. That's kind of like the Average, a little bit on the lower side, but gives you a number to start with. Now, you can't start with eight because that would give you less than six embryos. So you have to start with nine. That will give you then at least the six embryos. From there, a good clinic should get you 50% blastulation rate. That would get you down to three embryos. And then with testing, two of them should come back genetically normal. And that then will give you a chance at getting pregnant with at least two embryos. Now, not every embryo is going to get you pregnant, but the point is at least then you won't have too many. 
If you're wanting three kids, then you go backwards again. Using the same age group to have three euploid embryos, we would need to have at least five blastocysts. And to have five blastocysts, we'd have to start with 10 embryos. And to start with 10 embryos, we would have to fertilize 14 to 15 eggs. Now, using this method, obviously things can go wrong. It is very possible that you could fertilize 14 eggs and get 14 blastocysts and all 14 come back normal. It is possible. I had a patient of mine. She got around 28 eggs, 26 of them fertilized, and 26 of them became blastocysts. 100% blastulation rate. It's not common, but it can happen. If you're in the group where you say, I absolutely cannot have extra, then you really have to be even more careful. So for example, if you're like, I will never want more than two kids, then you might be able to only fertilize four to six eggs. And this is where the risk comes in because there's a chance it could be the other way where things don't fertilize as well, don't blastulate as well, and then you end up with nothing or just one. Now, if you're going to do this calculation for yourself, you need to know the rate for your clinic. So the first rate you need to understand is what is the fertilization rate with ICSI? Whatever that number is, that is what you're going to use to determine how many eggs will be fertilized. The second number you need to know is the blastulation rate. What percentage of their embryos after fertilization make it to blastocyst? A very good clinic is probably going to be above 50%. Clinics that are not as good are going to be less than 50%. And then the last thing is trying to figure out how many of the embryos will be euploid, meaning genetically normal. That is purely based off of age. Under 35, 60% are euploid. At 38, 40% are euploid. Using those three statistics and your age, you can then go backwards starting with how many kids you want, assuming each embryo will get you pregnant, and figure out how many eggs to fertilize. I do appreciate this is not perfect. However, it is something for people who need it. I think the most important thing to understand is there is a high chance of it not turning out the way you want because when it comes to the fertility, things are all over the place. You can do the same thing twice and get two different results. I've seen people fertilize six eggs, get six embryos, fertilize six eggs, and get no embryos. Unfortunately, there's a lot of variability. The good news is if you are one of those patients who don't want to make a lot of embryos, and don't want to have to deal with that potential dilemma, you now know a way that you can reduce the amount of embryos you make without having to make fewer eggs, giving you a higher chance of success in the end. Meaning, if you only made six eggs, you'd have to go through the whole IVF process again. But if you make 20 eggs and thaw six at a time, you at least have the future potential later to thaw more eggs if needed without having to go through the process again. I suspect this doesn't affect a lot of patients. However, it may affect your friend or someone you know. And so now that you know this, you can tell them about it. So if they're worried about doing IVF and having extra embryos, you can let them know there are things you can do about it. For those who are worried about this, I hope this episode was quite helpful for you. As always, I greatly appreciate everyone who listens to the podcast. I appreciate you spreading the word and telling people about us. I always look forward to talking to you every week and going over new topics. As always, give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast medium. Tell people about us. And most of all, if you want a topic, send it to me. 
and I'll definitely add it to my list of topics to do. Until next week, this is Talk About Fertility Tuesday.